Welcome back, guys. It's another great episode of the Geeks and Syrians. I want to say this is what, this is our second or first episode of the year? Second, right? Uh, I guess first recorded uh, in 2021, yeah. but the second to be uploaded. That's right, because the first one was Wonder Woman 1984, and we can talk about that another day with Daniel. But we, yeah, we got Daniel back, and right. good old Joy. But we're going to be uh, talking about some, some quick discussions, you know, some, some light stuff. There's two topics mainly. It's going to be about the whole Michael Keaton coming back as Batman for the replacing Batplant, whether or not that's... We're going to give our opinions on that and whether or not it's true or not, or, you know, it's just DC marketing, whatever. Uh, Warner Bros. marketing, sorry. And also, why Marvel wants a good Fantastic Four movie and why we kind of just need that. So that's going to be our whole discussion for the for the episode, and it's going to be real quick, real fun. Uh, let's see how long we can take this going. But you know, um, earlier at the time of this recording of this, uh, the week of this recording, we just got news that Batman will continue, but Michael Keaton will be the one playing him, or so they say. Because you know, Daniel, you've been telling me this, and then Joe, you and I talked about this. Is like. Is he actually replacing Affleck, or is this just like some ploy to get us invested in their stuff again? And, you know, we can start off with you, Daniel, your thoughts on the whole situation. Yeah, because it was weird. I, I thought Robert Pattinson was the one replacing Ben Affleck, but then it turns out, like, um, it, his Batman movie is actually just a, an alternate universe, so it doesn't really, you know, take place in the DC uh, cinematic universe at all. So I thought it was kind of weird. It's like, so we're just putting to different branches of Batman, which is completely fine by me. But if you do like, if you're doing the way they're handling it, it's just going to be a bit more confusing. Plus, um, I mean, we've seen Bob Michael Keaton as Batman. He's really good. But um, I think the only way I could see him is if they brought him, you know, for maybe like a Batman Beyond uh, type of movie. Yeah, I think that's what everyone was saying when they first announced, uh, yeah, Robert Pattinson as Batman. They're like, hey, can we? Get- like, we don't mind him being Batman, but can you just bring in, like, Michael Keaton? Maybe we can do, like, a Batman Beyond movie. Because, like, that was, that was, like, one of the best shows in the 90s. I can't wait to see that again. You know, heck, in the live screen, in the live action format. But, you know. Yeah, it's, uh, you brought up a good thing. Like, it, it's very confusing right now. Cause, um, but they did announce a while back that, hey, um, Robert Pattinson and Bat, like, are two different Batman. We're just doing our own thing. Originally... <laughs> Batflex movie was supposed to be with the Ron Pattinson movie, but because you know Ben Affleck started falling out with Mar with I'm gonna say Marvel DC, uh, they uh, ooh, you know they're, they're basically the same company, right? Ooh, kind of, yeah. Yeah, kind of. You know, there's a, there's a Batman there, there's a Batman here, and you know, anyways, um, but essentially because he had a fallout with them, and he was a you know he was originally the one directing, writing and directing the, that that bat that Batman movie, and he just like. It's like, no, nah, I don't want to do this no more. You kind of give it to somebody else, and then they eventually made the whole, you know, Pattinson uh, movie. Yeah. So that's the situation I think uh, I think that you're, you're talking about and that we ended up having. But, yeah, uh, Joey, your thoughts on whether or not this whole Michael Keen going back to Batman is, is, is part of the DCU plan. I, it's super weird. Um I, I I don't I, I I personally don't think it's true in any sense. Um, just because it just it just seems like 
like if they had said like I think you guys have mentioned like if they had said if it was part of a Batman Beyond movie or whatever then you're like oh that's neat but they haven't they're, like this, this, this news source is saying that he's replacing Ben Affleck in future like DC Batman movies mm-hmm. and I'm just like what what they don't even first of all they don't even look alike second of all they're not even the same age. And it's gonna be very jarring when you see like Michael Keaton trying to like romance Gal Gadot. <laughs> yeah, it just it's so bizarre for a report like that. And the fact that it hasn't been debunked by any official Warner Brothers mm-hmm. or like DC executive is kind of bizarre. Mm-hmm. The fact that no one's actually come out and disproved it, or Michael Keaton himself hasn't come out and said, "Hey, listen, uh, it's true," or whatever, or even if he, if he, even if it was kind of true, like if it was part of a Batman Beyond thing, or whatever, at least I feel like Michael Keaton himself would would come out and be like, uh, "Listen, uh, we were in talks, but I can't really say anything at the moment," kind of thing, you know, like that sort of classic PR sort of a. Uh, uh, stance, so it's just super weird that, like, this this rumor has gotten, like, super large out there. Like, I, again, I don't think, uh, it, it just doesn't make sense to me. Like, to just, uh, like, replace uh, Ben Affleck with uh, Michael Keaton. Like, it, it seems like something, like, a random fan on the internet would like. It'd be like, you know, I really would like it if Michael Keaton was Batman again. He's the best Batman ever. No one else can do it better than him or whatever. Something like that. I don't know. That's just me. But. It it reminds me of the whole... I have to look up her name real quick because like, I could not remember off the top of my head. But the whole... She, you guys remember when She-Hulk was announced? Um, they found the actress to play her. Uh-huh. And she's like, I don't know what the f- they're talking about. Like, I didn't accept anything. You know, I'm not playing She-Hulk. And it'd be everyone who was like, oh, yo, she's she's a great actress. She's going to do a great job of She-Hulk. But she kept denying it. And then all of a sudden we find out, oh, no, she was denying the denial. She's actually a She-Hulk. So I feel like if this is that situation. It's a little, it's not as, you know, acceptable for me. Because, like, not to say Michael Keaton's not bad Batman. I think he's, he's my, whenever, whenever I think of Batman as a kid, he, I'd go to bad Batman. You know, before Christian Bell and everything else, he was always the Batman for me. And not saying that him being part of this expansive universe doesn't mean it's not cool. I just feel like, hey, you're just saying this to like get us all riled up because we're probably not gonna have another Batman movie in the next few years with Captain Benson. And even then, I think he said it was just a one-time thing. I mean. Yeah, it just it just makes no sense for me. Yeah, like let's be honest, if they did some sort of like time travel multiverse thing, I'd be down. That'd be cool. Like a room full of Batman. That'd be awesome. And not to this I mean, it's still just rumors, so we can't really say with hundred percent certainty that it is a thing. Yeah, I mean it's best to take this as with a grain of salt because uh apparently I've read this news from like uh I forget what's the name of this uh, company or whatever, but they claimed that uh, Josh Brolin was being replaced for the role of Thanos, and obviously that was false. So it's best just to take this with a grain of salt for now. Mm-hmm. 
but I think it's, I think, in, and this is where the conversation I, I, want, I want to take it to. I think it's just, we, it's just a nostalgia factor, man. We just love to see, want to see these guys back. It's, it's the same thing with Spider, with the Spider-Man 3 movie. We're getting everyone back. We're getting Sam Raimi and his people back. We got Doc Ock, Toby, Mary Jane. Yeah, Crystal Garfield. Exactly. Then? Oh, like, yeah, Emma Stone and so on and so on. It's like, are we sure this is true? Like, the the fan of me is like, hell yes. I want to see Toby back. I want to see Andrew get redeemed in his Spider-Man movies. I think he did a pretty good job as Spider-Man, not a good job as Peter Parker. But, you know, as a Spider-Man, he was pretty okay. He got the quips. He got the... He he knew how to make the laughs. But... He, he never reached that point. This is probably good. He's a good redemption. But aside from that, it just, it sounds too good to be true. You know? I mean, yeah, because, like, you know, I remember uh, I wanted Spider-Man 4, and we got The Amazing Spider-Man instead, and it kind of was disappointing because we actually had, like, characters all set up from uh, Spider-Man 3. Like, again, uh, I forgot what was the doctor's name, uh, you know, that became the lizard? Kirk Connors. Yeah, Kirk Connors. Yeah. Uh, he was in there, like, investigating, like, the symbiote and everything, and you see him, like, they were, like, setting up all this stuff happening, so this is something I would love to see, because, you know, this would be, like, my personal Spider-Man 4, while it's also being a Spider-Man 3 for uh, Tom Holland itself, but, yeah, like, seeing all this, like, seeing, like, hearing uh, Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire, you know, come up, that's cool, then they started bringing up almost literally everyone, like, in Smash Brothers Ultimate, and it's like, oh, that's, like, this is really cool, but I think you're pushing it, I, I'm starting not to believe this. Yeah, the moment they're like, Doc Ock is coming, Alfred Molina's coming back, I was like, isn't he dead? And Joey, I know you had the biggest issue with this. I mean, yeah, it's it's it's, uh, it's interesting. Um, I think a lot of these, uh, I mean, like, I don't know, like, I'm just wondering, like, what do they have to do to bring all these people back, right? Mm-hmm. Like, are these going to be, like, actual, like, are, are, are all these characters going to have, like, big roles? Are they going to be, like, small cameos? What's going on? Like, everybody's talking about how this is going to probably be, like, a, a Spider-Verse, like, live-action Spider-Verse movie or whatever. And I'm just here sort of, like, um, like... It feels early for it. I mean, yeah, I feel like... I mean, we already had this with, uh... With, uh, the Into the Spider-Verse movies, Miles Morales being the head Spider-Man for mm-hmm. that. Which makes sense. Yeah, like, I think it's because, you know, like, Sony, the own, they own the rights to all the Spider-Man characters and villains. So, like, Disney over here are looking at, it's like, well, shit, they did a movie that actually won an Oscar and made us lose that category in animation. So, yeah, let's go ahead and take this instead. I, I feel like it's more, and, and this is, again, this is going back to, you know, the whole bad, the whole of Michael Keaton's Batman. I think that, I think it's just a way for us to get invested on. Because, look, Twitter blew the fuck up when they said that Toby and Andrew were coming back. They blew the hell up. Like, everywhere you saw it, it was, Toby's coming back. You know, Andrew's coming back. And the moment they announced Keaton was coming back as Batman for the DCEU, it blew up. Like, like it's everywhere, and people were happy, but I'm but the reasonable fan of me is like, are, are we sure this is true? Or is this just their way to get us, you know, invested? Like, how much we're already invested in Spider-Man 3? Like, 
whatever home home whatever. If like, do we know if this is actually happening? If if Toby and them are coming back, I don't know. I'm not sure. It would make sense because they're talking about multiverses, but like, it's not. It feels more. It, it gets to a point that we have to question whether or not this is just for us to get excited over nothing. And that's kind of like what I'm worried about when it comes to Michael Keaton. I'm excited for him to come back, but when you're talking about him replacing a prominent character, and it's not a character that you know we can kind of brush off. Like, um, who was the guy that Don Cheadle replaced for War Machine? Uh, uh, I don't remember his name, but I know who you're talking about. Exactly. Like, if it was something like that, I don't think anyone would complain. But Ben Affleck, Ben Affleck has his fans as Batman. I like Ben Affleck as Batman. He did a pretty decent job. He just happened to be screwed over by some of the writing. He he's, he can do some good stuff. Like When we were watching Batman vs. Superman, we were both like, wow, Ben Affleck's not a bad Batman. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. Uh, and and to the, to the, I think the difference, I think, here, especially when comparing it to like what happened with Nostrum and the War Machine thing, is that this was like the second MCU movie like second or third yeah no second or third so like it was early enough in that series where replacing actors for with different for, for uh different actors for a character didn't, didn't doesn't seem like as like you know uh as weird right yeah because Rhodey in the first movie didn't have as big of a role as he does in the second movie yeah. so, and later on right so you remember War Machine more as Don Cheadle playing him rather than the first guy. <laughs> which I feel like I should definitely look up his name. Yeah, I was gonna say like, what is his name? Uh, I'm blank. I know he's in that show. I'll both say um, Empire. Uh, he's in that show. He's like a, he's like one of the lead characters. He's in some other shows too. But like he he was he was he was gonna be War Machine. We were all like. Hey, that got to be a pretty cool one. Terrence Howard. Terrence, Terrence Howard. That was there we go. There we go. It, it was on the tip of everyone's tongue, but we just couldn't remember it. Because we kept thinking of Don Cheadle as War Machine. Yeah. So if Ben Affleck has been in what? How many movies now? He's, he's, he's been Batman v Superman and the Justice League movies. And he made a cameo in Suicide Squad. And a cameo in, what was he, a cameo in Wonder Woman? Uh, no, that was Henry Cavill for 84. Right, 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 right. So he's he's in prominent in three movies, two of which were a main role, and one was I'm about to give people the middle finger. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, sorry, all your listeners are fine. But anyways, um, by like he's had a prominent role. You can't deny it, and he's done a very good job as the role. For the most part, that was acceptable, Randy. And we're getting the Snyder cut. Where he's still in it. <laughs> Granted, he might have a shortened role because I don't know if he came back for that movie. But, you know, he, he's in that movie. He, I mean, yeah, like they even brought back... Uh, what's his name as the Joker again? Um, Jared Leto. Yeah, Jared Leto. Like, for some reason, they're bringing him back, too. Which surprised me. And I think they're going to give him a redesign, too, as you said. Did they say they were giving him a redesign? I feel like that was someone... I feel like that was... No, that was said somewhere around the vines. Yeah, because the last time I heard about Jared Leto was that he wants no association with DC or Warner Brothers anymore. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, and we can probably talk about that, just how DC's handling their films. Like, without present, you know, some exclusions are, are noted, but like, the most majority of, majority of the decisions seem very like, what and like, why? Kind of stuff. Specifically talking about their like, expanded both universe, the ones that are meant to be connected, like, Batman is still all the way to Birth of Prey. <laughs> like, there's at least one or two that, like, you know what? That was actually a pretty good movie. And there's a, the rest of, like, you can feel like some sort of, I wouldn't say editorial, I'm thinking about the comics, like editorial meddling, but like producing meddling, like, you know. Yeah, like, there's definitely, like, some, like, uh, like, it needs to hit certain criteria. That yeah. It doesn't mesh well. Mm-hmm. And part of me thinks that, that that's what I'm saying, like, you know, this is probably just them trying to get us, the consumers, to get back in on that. Because uh, a lot of them, like, we hit we hit a good stride with something like Shazam. That was our last game. Of, and then everything else just starts coming, like, shuttling down the hill. Yeah, like, they had, they had a few hits, and they had, uh, let's say, more than a couple of misses. Mm-hmm. And some are very divisive, like Birds of Prey. Mm, yeah. Yeah, there's, there's a good chunk of us guys here that are like, oh, we thought it was a pretty okay movie. And some of us are like, no, we, we did not. We did not. We did not. Man, I kind of wish it was more like the animated show, uh, but no, that's, that's a different topic for another day. Another day, another day. But anyways, <laughs> you know... Not saying that Michael Keaton is a bad idea to bring back. I'm 100% on board to see him play Batman again. Because let's face it, having him for two movies and then the third one that kind of ties in, and the fourth one being really just what, it's just kind of off, right? Mm-hmm. You only Batman for like two movies, and it, feel, it feels like you need at least a third one to finish it off in a good way. I mean, I guess, but in, in reality, I guess. Technically, they're all the same Batman. What do you mean? Because you're talking about uh, Tim Burton's and and, and Joel Schumacher's Batman. Yeah. Like, aren't they technically kind of the same Batman? Because, like, I don't know. Uh, I guess in my brain, like, I feel like it's it's still somewhat of a continuation. Okay. So, okay. I, I, I mean, I, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know. You could like soft rebooted, but, but definitely like the first, like the two show Joel Schumacher movies are definitely connected. It's just that they changed the Batman. Yeah, I feel like you could, in theory, connect uh, Val Kilmer's Batman and George Clooney's Batman back to Michael Keaton's Batman. Yeah, but do you want that though? It's so totally different, and not. I mean, you know. I mean, the bat nipples on his bat suit. <laughs> Son of a bitch. You remember me. I'm back. I'm the back credit card and so on and so on. Listen, Jojo Marker would have made a great Adam West Batman movie, but that was not for us. <laughs> but I don't know. Like, I guess for me, like, if this is some weird marketing uh, ploy, then I don't get it. Like, I feel like if it was gonna be like a way to pull people back in, like it, I think it makes more sense if it was like I don't know, 
if they decided to do like something like uh, what Marvel sometimes does, where they have sort of a big press release of like, here's all our upcoming stuff or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or, or sometimes Disney would, uh, would do it with Star Wars, where uh, I think before, like not the, not not this previous one, where they talk about all the new stuff they're doing, like uh, Rogue Squadron and like uh, announcing stuff for like the Obi Wan show. I think initially, yeah. When they when they talked about it, I think it was D twenty three. It was either D twenty three or the Star Wars celebration. Yeah, celebration. It was the first time they mentioned they were gonna do something with Obi Wan Kenobi. We weren't sure if it was gonna be a show or a movie, but they had brought up uh, Ewan McGregor and everything. So yeah. like, if now that that was special. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so if. If we if they just did something like that where they have like I know it's kind of hard to do that because of current events, um, but maybe like a Zoom call conference or whatever to be like, and we have Michael Keaton here who's going to do something. He's going to be part of our you know DC lineup in a very interesting way and just tease it. I mean that would make more sense to me, mm-hmm. right? Instead of just being leaked by like a couple of news sources on the internet and. No one's saying anything about it. Mm-hmm. Like, again, like I mean, you said before, you said with the She-Hulk thing, like that actress was designing everything until mm-hmm. it was officially confirmed, right? Yeah. Like, so why isn't Michael Keaton saying anything? He's an experienced actor. He should be able to be like, uh, "Listen, guys, it's just a rumor. Don't don't worry about it. All mm-hmm. right. Uh, we had some talks. I, I I can't say anything at the moment. So why is he so quiet? Is he under an NDA? What's up? What's the big deal? Mm-hmm. It doesn't make sense to me. Even if he wasn't under an NDA, he could just literally just be like, uh, "I'm not a part of this," and then just if it's revealed later, then he's like, "Yeah, I was lying to you guys." <laughs> yeah, like I don't. It, it's just so. It's such a weird like, like, uh. It's like an over like, a, like. It's, we're, it's like I said, we're getting to crap because of nostalgia. Yeah, I think that's, that's sort of driving people to think that, but we don't know enough information to where, like, if, if it's true or not, and we should wait until Warner Brothers says something, but the fact they're not saying something makes me believe that it's not true, because if it was true, they would have probably mentioned something by now, and I don't think this is them doing a bizarre marketing stunt, because it just doesn't seem like that kind of style. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Daniel, any final thoughts from you, buddy? It's weird, but let's see what happens. Fair enough. That's, <laughs> that's basically all we can say. Yeah. Summed up the whole, uh, you know, our whole thought that you know, it's just weird how one, we're not against it. I don't think you're against it, are you, Joy? No, I'm not. I, I, I would like to see a Michael Keaton return in a Batman form or whatever. That'd be neat, but. The way they're saying it is mm-hmm. a little concerning. Yeah, it's just like it's like I said, they're trying to get, they're trying to gain attention to, for people who like who who want to see that and are trying to like claim that. For all we know, it's probably just a rumor, and it's just, even then, if it is just a rumor, it's just weird how Michael Keaton hasn't said anything about it, or he just doesn't really care. But anyways, um, that's that's not the end of the episode. We got one more conversation. <laughs> As I mentioned earlier, um, I it was around the time, uh, like I said, two or three weeks ago, 
uh, where when we were watching the VGAs, they also had a announcement of new Marvel lineup stuff, so new movies, new TV shows, and all that kind of stuff. And one that caught everyone's attention, and one that I feel we need to discuss because the let's just say the track record for this film has not been good. We had one unreleased movie, the uh, Roger Corman's Fantastic Four, which is the most goofiest movie I've ever seen in my life. The two Fantastic Four movies that came out in the mid-2000s, which are the ones that I grew up with and kind of enjoyed, and Fan Four Stick, which in that end of itself is a topic of discussion that can be held another day. Now Marvel, has, who has gotten back the rights for Fantastic Four, has announced that, hey, guys, guess what? We're bringing them back. We're bringing back Fantastic Four. And John Watts, the director of the past two Spider-Man movies under our belt, Homecoming and Far From Home, is going to be director. It's coming, guys. Don't worry. And that got me to thinking. Because I heard some people say this. One, they're extremely excited. Oh, my God. Marvel Studios will be making a Fantastic Four movie. They're going to get it down right. While others are like, why would you make Fantastic Four movie? It just never works. So that's, so that's the continuation of our discussion. Why is it important for Marvel to nail Fantastic Four? Daniel, sorry, is not our brother. I mean, it's like you said, there's like four movies that came out and one unreleased one, and um, they weren't good. And Fantastic Four, you don't really have a good track record with uh, media outside of uh, comics. So not just the movies, but games, and I think maybe the TV shows. I haven't seen it the shows, but mm. yeah, like they weren't that good. So seeing that Marvel finally got, you know, the rights back to the Fantastic Four and so on after the purchase of uh, 20th Century Fox is actually a big, big deal. Because, well, we've seen them, you know, like, um, they took pretty much all these crazy ideas, like, again, Guardians of the Galaxy. No one thought it would be a good, you know, a great movie, but people loved it. Mm-hmm. And this is, like, an, this is a sec- another team outside of uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, too, because this is arguably uh, the first superhero team in comics history as well. Mm-hmm. It was, well, this is the first family team. Because that's kind of, that's kind of you know, yeah. society were, first, were the first ones, and then Marvel came in with their, which is uh, a family dynamic for it. Yeah. But yeah. No, you're, you're right. Joey, what's your thoughts? Um. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm on the side of, uh, uh, I think Marvel can pull it off pretty well because. Um, Kevin Feige and the rest of the people running the uh, Marvel Studios sort of have a good head on like how to handle these sort of classical characters. So I think I am going. I'm I'm like seeing how well they've handled like various uh, characters. And st- mm-hmm. So I I feel like they they can do a pretty good job at uh, bringing the Fantastic Four and. and to the big screen again and making and doing it right this time you know uh i i think it's because i feel like it's not because the fantastic four themselves are like not interesting because i feel like they can be interesting they can be i think the past attempts have been focused on doing different things besides focusing on those characters yeah, um, this is going to be my take. I think the reason why it's, Marvel wants to get it done because they are known as the uh, Marvel's first family. There was, this is the moment where 
in comic strips, it is the moment where Stanley became known as Stanley. He was the one who brought him in. He almost left Marvel. He almost quit until his wife was like, just write a book that you would want to write. And that's how we got the Fantastic Four. Such a great hit. And that led us down to where Stan Lee would inevitably become, you know, the Stanley that we all know, God rest his soul, and all that good stuff. And this is probably the most important, probably the most important film for Marvel, because it is their, it is definite, is one, like, comic Spider-Man is one of their more definitive uh, character lineups. You know, The Thing, The Human Torch, Mr. Fantastic, uh, Invisible Woman, and then the further you go in, the further you kind of love these characters. And it's gonna, and it brings back probably the most prevalent supervillain that we've all known, aside from Thanos. This is the man who can go up against Thanos, Doctor Doom. And if you've never seen Doctor Doom, or I mean, but I mean, read any Doctor books with Doctor Doom, you kind of just see him as just like you know that goofy villain. But then you realize, oh, in the comics, he's a total badass. <laughs> like, holy shit, my man has—he owns a country. He's kind of like a dictator. He's kind of like a weird kind of good, but also kind of bad dictator. And, you know, sometimes he makes Thanos his little bitch. If, if, if you, so you got basically one of the most baddest dudes ever. And if you can introduce us to the Fantastic Four in the right way, focusing on that family dynamic, and also bring in the most baddest, possibly going to be our second Thanos for this you know, trilogy or saga, or whatever, to knock it out of the park, dude, go for it, dude. It's gonna, it, I say, do it. And John Watts, being the guy who made, you know, Spider Man kind of like feel like Spider Man, the the insecure kid that we all know and love. I think it's great that you get the guy who who would have to do something with that. Also, guys, we had a good Fantastic Four movie. It was called The Incredibles. <laughs> I see what you did there. Uh-huh. I mean, that's they're basically the Fantastic Four with just different powers. Well, two, two, two different two characters with different powers. Well, I mean, technically, you could relate Mister Incredible to being the thing. They're both super strong. Mm-hmm. That Mister Incredible needs flesh. Mm-hmm. And then you, oh, they 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 took a Human Torch and made the Human Torch like characters a speedster. Yeah. I sort of forgot why I can turn invisible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She has, the, she has, she has exactly the invisible power set, projecting force fields and turning invisible. Yeah. And then Mr. Le- Mr. Fantastic is Elastigirl. Yeah. So you know, like three out of four. Three out of four. Yeah. And like it's so like it, it's 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 not that it's not gonna. Do, I think it, what we need to talk about is like how can they pull it off. And in my opinion, is that you have to focus on the family aspect of of the characters. You know, they they are the first family of Marvel. They act like a family. You know, they're, they they uh, you know you know in your family you know you argue with the with your aunts and uncles, your parents, your brothers, your sisters. Like you always argue, but you, but sometimes you still come together. That's that's really what they got to do. And that's why I'm, that's why like you know I feel like the guy who directed. Ben, the girls was probably a better choice, but you know what? I, I give it to John Watts. I think he can do it. But you need to focus on that. Also, go crazy with that shit, man. Yeah. I've read some Fantastic Four comics, bro. They do. They be doing some crazy shit. Some intergalactic travel, 
time war time hopping fucking multiverse alternate dimension shit do it just do it it sounds awesome Daniel, what do you think yeah man like back to the point you were making about like dr doom that's what i was thinking if they were gonna have like the next big villain it would either be um galactus or dr doom himself and i mean this would be a great way to introduce you know how terrifying this guy can be oh yeah Joey only wants him to do a foot dab. That's all he needs. <laughs> it's, it's a, I mean, it doesn't even have to look like a foot dive. It just as long as he just dives into an enemy. I mean, I'm pretty sure they'll they'll sneak it in. I mean, they give uh, Iron Man his uni beam and everything. I'm sure they'll put it in his foot dive. Yeah, but uh, man, he's gonna scream it to foot dive. Uh, and they're not gonna do that. I know they're not gonna do that. It doesn't make any fucking you, sense. You would do it. Uh, I I would, but uh, but I think most people will be like that's too cheesy. We can't do that. That's also really dumb. I mean, Canada. I still remember an X three. You know, like Kitty Pride. She like brings down the Juggernaut. You know, into the floor, and it was like, "Bitch, don't you know who I am? I'm the motherfucking Juggernaut." You, you gotta you gotta reverse. It's I'm the Juggernaut, bitch. <laughs> yeah. Oh god, I got the best. It's been a long while, but yeah, I love those little Easter eggs though. Yeah. I mean, but um, we're talking about X though. True, true. So, yeah. But yeah, um, I think just the biggest thing about uh, Marvel finally announcing that they're doing the Fantastic Four is just that for the longest time, um, uh, I think in comic history, the Fantastic Four have been sort of very pivotal in a lot of storylines mm-hmm. in comics. Uh, especially, uh, I think recently, right with the Secret War stuff. Yeah, and the and Jonathan Hickman's Secret Wars, the, the the basically the two main people is Mister Fantastic and Doctor Doom, and Doctor Doom is basically like they call him God Emperor Doom because he's got like these godlike powers. Yeah, so I feel like for them, I think that's sort of like the like biggest reason is that uh, a lot of the storylines that they really couldn't do unless they had the Fantastic Four with them, are now open to them. Because when you look at back on the MCU and all the storylines they've been working mm-hmm. in the comics, we've got Civil War, uh, we've got the Infinity Saga, essentially, mm-hmm. and all that stuff. So now, like, a lot of the other sort of uh, storyline, and you could do all the storylines without the Fantastic Four, necessarily, mm-hmm. right? They they play they, they pull roles roles there, but they're not, they're not like you you can just write them out if you need mm-hmm. to. But like a lot of other storylines, uh, yeah, you kind of need the Fantastic Four to show up. I mean, Galactus. I mean, that he whole, was introduced through the Fantastic Four. Yeah. So the fact that like like Daniel said, like the next two big villains that the MCU can use are either Galactus, the World Eater, or Doctor Doom, and both of them are associated with the Fantastic Four. So building them up now in order to introduce these two big threats that could be seen as sort of Thanos level, mm-hmm. bring everybody together kind of uh, villains are, yeah, that, it, it makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Especially Dr. Jim, because I feel like probably the one mistake I think a lot of the Fantastic Four movies have done is just bringing Dr. Jim immediately. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously it's their biggest villain they have yeah, it's, but, it's it's their Joker, it's their Green Goblin, it's their, you know, Lex Luthor. It's, that's their villain. That's yeah. Their villain. yeah, but the thing is that 
Doom comics. Like, Doom just has so much, like, influence. Yeah. That it seems like... To put him in the first film and to take him out in the same film is sort of just like, you're kind of... Limiting him. Yeah, like, essentially, I don't... I guess like the one thing I hope they don't do is have Doom be the villain. Like, build him up. Because mm-hmm. he... Because he definitely needs that build-up. Because, uh, I mean, it's sort of like the nice thing about uh, uh, Christopher Nolan's uh, Batman trilogy mm-hmm. is that you don't start off with the Joker. You get Scarecrow, and then you build up the Joker. It's like, oh, all right. Yeah. There we go. So I could, like, see something similar of, like, the Fantastic Four have just defeated, you know, mm-hmm. that guy, and then, like, maybe an after credit scene of, like, Doom sort of, like, in his chair, and Matt Varia being like, Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm ready for this. I mean, you're right in that everything always ties back to like the Fantastic Four, especially when it comes to not only just them but also their villains, because I could totally see this being like the third um, Doctor Strange movie, and it's it's a well known story where Doctor Doom and Doctor Strange team up to basically go to hell and find Doctor Doom's mother and stuff, and it's. One of the best, I can't remember the name of the story at the time I had, but I'm pretty sure we looked those two, but what I just said, Doctor Doom and Doctor Strange team up, you probably find it, but it's like one of the best stories and also one of the stories that basically humanizes Doom and makes him seem more relatable. Like, Doom has a lot of stuff that makes him both like, gives him sort of a human aspect, but also kind of terrifying. Like, you mentioned the Secret Wars book, I have it right there in my shelf. And then every time, once in a while, I'll come back to read it because it was such a good read. But one of my favorite moments was, like, when Doom... So in the, in the universe, basically, Doom alters it, and, like, he's married to Susan Storm and has, you know, their kids, you know, Valeria and Franklin. Um, take that however you will. But, you know, he has a very, like, soft moment where he's talking to the kids and he's talking to his wife. And it's like, you know, Mrs. Fantastic, you know, she's like, Talking about how his he how he's a good person and kind of hard. And you kind of and there's a moment where he takes off his mask, which is like one you're already like oh that's gonna be terrifying to look like. And you're right because the man's missing a nose, and it's gross. Yeah. <laughs> and you kind of see his sad eyes, and you're like oh damn, this is like a tragic character in in Doom, and there and that's basically what we need to. I feel like they need to do when it comes to Doom. And yeah, I know we're mostly talking about Doom, but. He is inevitably tied to the Fantastic Four. You can't have him without the Fantastic Four. Because one of the big things about that, about those two, is his rivalry with Mr. Fantastic. Because they're... It's no, it's no easy way to say this. It's a, it's a dick measuring contest. <laughs> Instead of that, it's more like, I'm smarter than you. No, I'm smarter than you. It's like if me and Daniel were trying to fight over who controls the fucking podcast right now. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm smarter. No, I'm smarter. I invented time travel. Bitch, I invented transdimensional travel. Hey, what? And so that's going to be fun to see. And I don't know. Daniel, what do you, what do you think? I mean, it's really cool. Uh, like I said, I don't know who's going to be the next big villain, but I would love to see either Dr. Doom. Uh, Collectors would be great, but i like to see Dr. Doom first. And... Um, I'm just happy that we're we're seeing the Fantastic Four back because Marvel 
Uh, I don't like how they were just neglecting the the Fantastic Four for all these years just because uh, 20th Century Fox had the rights to the films. Like, no comics, no games, nothing not, nothing like that whatsoever. So it's glad. You know what? Fuck it. Let's bring them back. And I, ha- I still have a comic in the first issue of that where they came back. Yeah, so... Nice. Yeah, so it's really cool, and it's I'm really glad that uh, we're starting to see, like, uh, some of the properties that they've been ignoring, like the Fantastic Four, you know, being brought back to the light now. And... I'll say this right now, Fantastic Four. It's it, this is something that I remember reading off somewhere about like it's like they meant like some comic book YouTubers mentioned this and it was like it was probably the best way to, to, to explain like all the teams of Marvel. You know, like the Fantastic Four, they're always they're they're explorers. They're the ones that go out into space and do all this stuff. Remember, they're the ones who knew about the Kree and the scrolls. Yeah. And they go into interdimensional travel where they fight a nihilist, this evil dude from an alternate, you know, universe, and all this kind of stuff. So the fantastic, like I said, Fantastic Four. What you need to get down is that they're a, they're kind of like a family. Yeah. Same way you got down um, the characters from The Incredibles, and also just have them do like fun exploration stuff. I'll never forget when they met God. <laughs> like they met Jack Kirby, their creator, their the artist, and they mentioned even Jack Kirby's like, oh yeah, that's my buddy Stan over there. Don't don't pay attention to him. <laughs> and he's like, our friend, and they're like, our friend Ben Grimm is dead. Charles Ben Grimm, there you go, he's alive. <laughs> that's it. Just leave my office. I gotta draw. I got a deadline to meet. Yeah. <laughs> So it's like that, that's kind of like I'm not saying give me that, but I'm saying like just give me stuff like that, some fun adventure stuff. Yeah, that Fantastic Four should be like a family fun adventure, and has a, and has like oh bring us two of the greatest villains that Marvel has had, Galactus and Doctor Doom, and build them up, build those two up. That's all I'm asking. Galactus, yeah, he's the world leader, but if you go deep into the comics lore of Marvel. He's kind of a necessary evil because, you know, you know how li- it's like the life and death sequence, you know. You know. I mean, yeah, same thing like Thanos, you know, perfectly balanced as should be and stuff like that. Yeah. And it, but his way is more like, yeah, I can't, I can't stop eating, guys. I have to. It's the only thing I can do. It really, there's a book about that. Go check it out. And Jay and I continue. Oh, well, you know, I think you, you kind of just summed up a lot of this stuff, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you know, there's just a lot of potential now, especially with Marvel uh, uh, Marvel now having the, the Fantastic Four back underneath their rights. I think, if anything, um, something... I'm actually kind of surprised it's taken us this long to uh, for them to uh, announce the Fantastic Four movie. Um just because I think they got the rights, obviously they got a lot of rights back when they got, when they bought uh, 20th Century Fox. Uh, I guess uh, we'll just have to wait maybe, I don't know, a couple more years for them to announce that they're doing X-Men movies again. I think, Dan, I'll let you go first. I mean, uh, I kind of see your points, but yeah, like they just announced it, so I hope they're giving it, you know, the time it needs, you know, to be well-crafted as a good movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, here's here's the thing. We first off, we need to get the we need to wash our mouths out of, out of the last two X Men movies. 
no matter how whether you whether you stand, fall under whether they're good or not that you know we still need to you know cleanse our thoughts of that of those movies and you know try to do something else but i wouldn't say we're not getting these movies because they did say that deadpool 3 is still in the works yeah okay. like, yeah like it's weird like i i'm not sure if they i don't i'm not sure if they confirmed that uh deadpool 3 is an mcu film too because i keep hearing different rumors about it as well mm-hmm. but i mean like what well, my point is is that it, I feel like as we go along, we'll eventually get to, you know, that that the X movie. I think what they what, right now what they're doing is that they're setting up sort of a multiverse and like world ending kind of stuff again mm-hmm. to to get us more invested. Because like, so what, what? I mean, what's the current lineup right now for for the movies that lead up to Fantastic Four? Uh, uh we. We have uh, Spider-Man 3, we still have uh, Black Widow, uh, we have Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange Eternals, uh, and I feel like we're missing one. Oh, Shang-Chi? Yeah, Shang-Chi. Yeah. But, I mean, those are coming out this year. Uh, so, who, like, with, 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 the, with the event, you know, the Infinity Saga, we kind of saw where we're going from beginning to end. Because the first few movies leading up to Avengers, which was phase one, was basically setting up the Avengers and like, hey guys, Thanos, Infinity Saga. <laughs> and then we're like, oh, 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 the whole time the rest of the way goes. So probably around this time we'll figure out something and then we'll come back. We'll probably do an episode on it once we figure it out. We're going to be like, oh my God, they did. They're doing it. Those sons of bitches, they're doing it! Clone Saga? No. No, no. I would rather see, you know, like, uh, the build-up where we see the Fantastic Four trick Magneto with a wooden gun. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, listen, the, the one thing I'll always give Marvel, though, they know how to ma- take stuff from the comics and reintroduce it in a way that is enjoyable for audience that never read the comics. Like, Civil War isn't Civil War in the comics, but it's still pretty good. Sometimes better than the comics. So, like, part of me thinks they're probably going to do the whole... They're, they own that the X-Men are in an island off somewhere, hidden from humanity, and Namor's part of it. Oh, shit, I forgot about Namor. Is he getting a movie? I don't... I don't recall. No, 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 but he's also tied to Fantastic Four. You're right. He only he came out before Fantastic Four. But he was reintroduced. He was reintroduced through Fantastic Four, and he keeps trying to bang Miss Fantastic. Sometimes they do, but you know, they, it's always a thing. Uh huh. Yeah, I mean that that might be interesting, but it isn't like the whole thing with Namor is that he's in a situation like the Hulk, like. Uh, his rights are still tangled up with like a different like Paramount. studio. Yeah. So, yeah, like, I mean, you know, I, I could definitely see them, like, doing that. You know, that makes sense. Yep. Just, you know, just introduce him as, like, a villain for a while. Like, what well, we all thought Fantastic 3, 4, 3 was going to be. What you Okay, remember in Fantastic, Fantastic 4, Rise of the Silver Surfer, how it ends with Dr. Doom getting into the water? Oh, okay, right. Yeah, some, some people thought, like, is, is this going to introduce Namor in the third movie? And then they're moving around. Never happened. 
no. I, I guess there's like theories that like uh, back in Endgame when they talk about like some sort of underwater disturbances, mm -hmm. uh, some people were saying that that should be that's Nemo or whatever. But I, so far we haven't like gotten any nope. confirmation if that's like anything related to Nemo. So yeah, okay. I will say that I did find this out later on that um, Fox did try to do sort of their own like multi like not multiverse but universe story where. It, it involved the Fantastic Four and the X-Men, and I want to say there was a third group, but I don't remember well, or a couple of other characters. And it was going to be their own version of Civil War. And, like, but apparently, this is what I've heard, that Mr. Fantastic would have, like, you, you, like, you know how he can make himself flat, right? He would have made himself so flat that he was able to cut off uh, Wolverine's hand off or something like that. Shit. What was that? It was it was originally like a planned idea that never like got off the ground, and I I want to say Ben Affleck's Daredevil was supposed to be part of it too. Wait, did, did Fox do Daredevil? Yeah, Fox yeah. had had likes of Daredevil, and mm -hmm. wasn't until like because I know they did Ghost Rider, but I don't remember about Daredevil. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure like uh, half the reason why we got like uh, the Netflix show for Daredevil was because like, I think from rights inspired mm -hmm. like they couldn't they weren't able to like make another daredevil movie off the ground so they're mm -hmm. like those rights along with other character rights like kingpin and stuff went back to marvel mm -hmm. recently too yeah it was like in 2015 or whatever um yeah i think that's i think i know what you're talking about but like half the reason why and that's sort of half the reason why people were like speculating if the new fantastic four like fan four six was going to be like tying into uh the x-men universe at all and then uh, they came out and said, no, we're going to be separate. Yeah. I'm assuming because by that point they realized that uh, that, that plan wasn't, like, we just couldn't, like, figure out a good way to bring it all together. So mm -hmm. it was like, yeah, let's just keep them separate. Fantastic yeah. Four, X-Men, let's keep them separate. Yeah. But, yeah, I think overall, uh, high hopes and expectations for this new Fantastic Four movie. Yeah. I think, we're, I think that's all of us, like, in in unison, we're all kind of hoping the best. I mean, I think I mean, Joey, you pretty much summed it up. They are they, with the Fantastic Four. You can introduce a lot of characters: Galactus, mm -hmm. Doom, Annihilus, some of the Kree and Scroll characters. I mean, yeah, like there, there's a big window of opportunity right there. Joey, you can get your Super Scroll, and you can do the Marvel Capcom move sets. I mean, they're not going to do that, but it would be kind of, like, a neat thing to see happen, right? Yeah, we can get Silver Surfer, and that, and that could be a whole thing. Like, it's, it opens so much. It opens so much. And I'm excited to see where it goes. I feel like people just sort of don't really expect much from Fantastic Four because of the track record. And because, like, how, you know, prevalent they are in the comics. Like, right now, they're, I wouldn't say they're that prevalent. Maybe because of the Fox thing, but right now they they weren't that prevalent. But they still have such an importance in the Marvel universe where we kind of that they you can't have one without the other. So yeah, is there anything else we can talk about? Anything else we can mention about Fantastic Four coming back? Uh, no, I think we feel like we talked about anything. I mean, mm -hmm. is there like anything interesting? Do you guys want to talk about who can play who? I don't know. I got nothing on the brain. I mean, I could say Chris Evans plays the Human Torch. 
Now that's a, now that is a good idea. <laughs> Man, I really wish uh, Chris Evans was still playing Captain America. They could have made a joke. Like, hey Kevin, do you think uh, you look like a little bit like that guy? Yeah, like they just like just they just like uh, you know I like you, kid. You and me were a lot like you know, whatever. They just have like a little wink and nudge to the audience, like oh yeah, he played the. Yeah, I mean they keep saying John Krasinski and his uh, wife Emily Blunt should play Mr. and Mrs. Fantastic. Yeah, I've heard of that a lot. Um, I, mean, I can see it. Yeah, I can kind of see it too, but for for all the other characters, I have nothing. And have Leonardo DiCaprio play Namor because Emily Blunt said that she has a crush. She had a crush on Leonardo DiCaprio. All right, that just <laughs> that just why? <laughs> why would you? This is why you never listen to people when it. This is why you never listen to fans when it comes to casting stuff. They they make all the stupidest uh, excuses for characters to be characters. People <laughs> play for actors to play characters. It's like why why is that a consideration? That's why I said earlier. The superhero movie. But that was funny as well. I mean, yeah. I, I I think his time is I feel like he sort of passed his time to be in a superhero movie unless he just wanted to do it for shoots and giggles. I mean, but, he was going to be a Spider-Man at one point. I mean, yeah, but, you know, that's, that's past. That is way past. Anyways, I think it's the end of the episode. Thank you guys for taking a listen to us and hearing us ramble about Fantastic Four and Batman. And hopefully you enjoyed the, the conversation. Um, if you have any of your thoughts, please let us know. Um, through the YouTube, where you probably see our beautiful mugs, where you can comment, like, and subscribe, and talk about it, talk to us about anything, give us your opinion. And if you do follow us, be sure to follow us on social media. At the Geek Historians, we have a Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram accounts. Again, you can all look, that, look them up at the Geek Historians. And if you follow us on Instagram, you'll find a link tree where you can find us not only with the links to YouTube, but also the links to all our podcasting sites like podcast. Like uh, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Pandora, Spotify, all that good stuff where we're at. And you'll also find a link to our Patreon where we can do a lot more stuff, but we need your help for it. You can quick donations here and there to help us out in the long run. There's a lot of stuff that we want to do. Um, again, because of current events, we can't really do much. But hopefully once things clear up, we can go crazy as much as we wanted to go crazy last year. But anyways... Yeah, it's been fun. We hopefully, hopefully, the the whole Michael Keaton as Batman thing makes sense. Hopefully. We want Fantastic Four to be great. Please give us Doctor Doom. I, I want him up there. I don't know who can play him, but I want him up there. And I want him to be the next big bad like Thanos. But then again, I'm just a guy on the internet. You kind of have to listen to me at all. Kevin Feige, looking at you. Because <laughs> I know you're watching me. Anyways, it's 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 been a fun episode. Uh, Daniel, thanks for coming in. Just a problem. Yeah. You guys you know, always have a joy talking you guys. And hopefully everyone is staying safe. Uh, we'll get through a lot of stuff. So let's come up with a couple more good episodes. We we're still moving through 2021 and hopefully getting a lot better. Anyways, guys, thanks for listening to us. Good experience. Have a good one. Peace.